wondering about the actual usefulness of scarecrows is the going off podcast with rap creative views. Mm. Like the stereotype that I associate with them is the uh, there's a scarecrow in a cornfield, but there's a bunch of crows on them because they don't actually work. You know, that's like the like I it's was just, just a place for crows to hang out. Yeah, exactly. Because but the idea is that they're supposed to be scaring the animals away from the food. Scarecrow Incorporated, whoever the fuck still makes them, uh, should team up with uh, the wacky wild inflatable arm flailing tube man <laughs> company. <laughs> like that would totally work, right? Like you know, that would actually keep them away if they were actually afraid of getting whapped. <laughs> you know. What I think is worth pointing out, and that I'm sure we didn't know at the time when people first started building these things, these monstrosities, is that crows are one of the most intelligent bird breeds out there. (laughs) That's true. You are not going to be able to fool one of these things with an old flannel shirt stuffed with hay. That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. The farmers have to be making them themselves, right? Like, like maybe for their own. There's art no projects, supplier for you know, these things. Like, yeah. The reason we're talking about this randomly is because <laughs> in the second half of uh, this week's episode, spoilers, we will be reviewing an album by the rapping scarecrow himself, Boondocks. That's right, the guy who only mm-hmm. puts uh, the black paint on him, not the white paint, because he's a scarecrow. It's totally different. <laughs> It's totally different. I'm so glad I know that reference only because of you. The Rocky and Bullwinkle movie was the last time Keenan and Kel appeared together on film. They were like the two guys giving Rocky and Bullwinkle a ride, and they're like the two college students. I remember that. I don't know if I told this story on the show or not, <laughs> but I actually saw that movie in theaters. It was the only movie I ever fell asleep during, wow. so I don't even think I got to that part. Oh, you didn't get to shut up, it's totally different. <laughs> no. Like, and I don't remember we... seeing Keenan and Kel, or else maybe I would have stayed awake. Because I did also see Good Burger in theaters. Oh, yeah. So that would have been 98, and I think Rocky and Bullwinkle was 2000. I didn't see many kids' movies in theaters because kids can be really fucking annoying uh-huh. and loud. And I didn't really want to have to deal with all that shit. And that was the experience with going to see Good Burger, is that kids just would not shut up. Uh. They were running up and down the aisles. I remember the pre-roll, I guess you could call it, was a Action League Now short. Oh my god, that's awesome. (laughs) It was Action League Now meets Kiss. (laughs) Because there were new Kiss action figures Oh my god. Uh, so they put them in there. and I don't know if they actually were voiced by the band themselves. I kind of imagine they wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know if they're like franchise out the Kiss name or if it's like, no, if it's going to be Kiss, it's going to be us. Yeah, well, no wasn't one. there like a revival of Kiss, I feel like, in the 90s? Because I feel like they're on Mad TV and shit. Like They are masters of trying to make themselves relevant in really weird ways. Like, there was a wrestler in WCW called the Kiss Demon. He had the tongue and he did the blood thing and everything, and Kiss actually performed. The imagery and the name precedes the actual, like, music. It's all about the spectacle. They have hits, sure. But, like, when I think sure. of, like, the big one, it's like the, ah, what a rock yeah. and roll all night. Toronto! Hard luck, woman. That was a big one. All right, then, listen. Detroit Rock City, the movie. Remember Detroit Rock City? I want to know if we got any people here tonight that like to get high. I'm calling Dr. Love. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you fucking remind me. Remember the Dr. Pepper commercial? Trust me, I'm a doctor. I was made for loving you. Yeah, that's the one. That, the disco hit. Yes. The world's like, I did, I barely associate it with them. They were a fucking cartoon from the beginning. Right. Like, like that, that's the thing. If like, anyone took Kiss seriously, <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, that's. But, but it's so funny because it's like, they are kind of the representation of what the visual of a rock band is. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. you rock hard, you look cool. Lick it up. Lick it oh. up. There is only one. In America! Double XL announced their freshman class like a month ago, and the freestyles are finally out. I gotta say, no real standout duds, in my opinion. Yeah, no one like out and out sucks, suck, suckity sucks? No. Yeah, like, um, there's of course the in betweeners. At the very worst, you bore me, you yeah. know? Uh, Babyface Ray. 
as I was listening to it, I was like, wait, did they just like tell him at the last second? Oh, it's got to be censored or something. And then he was like, oh, shit, I can't say that word, I guess. Uh, it, <laughs> like, so it just messed up the flow so much that I was just like, is he unsure of himself? It, it, like, I feel like I'm watching the first take instead of the final one, you know, like. They do let him do it again, right? Yeah. Like, it's not one and done. That's it. Get out. I mean, and if that's the case, why the hell does it take so long in between all of these being put out? Like, what? what's taking so Like, the latest one just came out, like, two hours ago. And the oh. first one is from, like, three weeks ago. If you look, yeah, like, they really spaced these out, and I don't know why. I don't think the last guy's going to do a freestyle because there's, like, 12 of them, and there's always one person who doesn't fucking do it. Of course, the final freestyle video was posted after we recorded this episode. We might talk about it in the next episode. We'll probably just forget about it. Fuck it. How do we want to do this? Worst to best, or...? Yeah, sure. Big 30. <laughs> the first one is, has a cool voice, I guess, but just had nothing to say. Like, you probably don't even remember. Like, just a generic name in the first place, Big 30. <laughs> like... Oh, man. Okay. There's two I didn't listen to. I just realized it. Oh, no. I didn't listen to Big 30, and I missed uh, Dochi's. Oh, okay. You should watch Dochi's. <laughs> okay, fuck. Okay, you hold on one second. You watch Big 30, <laughs> but you should watch Dochi's. <laughs> okay. A little over one minute later. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wow. Crazy, okay. right? Okay. Fuck me. Yeah, that was really good. So, um, uh, just to spoil it, that was my favorite one. <laughs> was it? Okay. Look, uh, yeah, you, you don't really have too much of an argument for me. I, I think as long as the Santana fucking brought it, uh, that Dochi one, so much fucking personality. Right? Holy shit. Just out the gate, like, you're just like, what? You just, like, fucking wake up, you're like, huh? What? What? <laughs> What's her <And> see, <laughs> And this is something I gotta bring up about this video in particular because it reminded me of someone else's, and unfortunately, I forget, Kali's. They do different filming techniques for different people's freestyles. Yeah, where the camera just goes around in a circle. <laughs> for theirs, the camera went around them. Dochi is doing this awesome thing where, like, she'll, like, crane her neck back yeah. and keep her face <laughs> in the camera at all times. Kali, the freestyle ends... And she's doing this, like, pose with her yeah. hand on her face. Uh, uh, away from the camera. And she's doing it away from the camera. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, no. You guys ruined the moment. <laughs> Babyface Ray. <laughs> he was the one who was like, I, did he mess up or something? You, you want to do that again, yeah. bro? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a bummer. Big Scar was boring, mumbled. This verse was short, barely said anything. There was a little bit of wordplay, but th there was not a lot interesting there. Yeah, above that was... Kin the man? I noticed that there was like, and I don't know if it's, you know, Nikki level, oh. just talking about whatever, but it seemed like half the people here were like talking about queer shit. I think just about every woman yeah. mentioned like either doing shit with other women or whatever. And it's like, yeah. I don't know if that's just for show. Oh, I mean, you know? yeah. Who was the, the, the one who was wearing like what looked like the sort of like kink gear sort of thing where it's like the boobs that was Kali yeah 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 I, I thought she had a more concise flow I can like it's one of those things where like I can hear the song that this can be you know like with how she's like hitting the flows and the beats so I thought she had like a better just you know cohesiveness as just a delivery you know what I mean um yeah so I liked her a little bit more than Ken the Man, who had like had swagger, but just not that much substance. Like there, there was a little, there was yeah. like one or two punches in there with like, uh, uh, yeah, they drop him, but I'm bored, like charcuterie, and yeah, that was a lot. Fuck, oh fuck, yeah, fuck these bitches. I'm a lesbian and a new rap bitch, something like a veteran. Like that hit, kind of like, a, oh no, I'm not actually a lesbian, but that's the line that you say. Fuck these bitches, lesbian. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I wasn't sure. So I was like, I was thinking like, ah, yeah, no, it's probably that. You know, <laughs> above her was. So Fago. I thought he was the most like unique sounding just because it sounded like he was actually freestyling. Like he actually was just like, oh, this is what I want to say next. And this is what I'm going to say were, next. You know? There, there were huge pauses yeah. in there. So yeah, I kind of <laughs> hope so. It's like, oh, he's actually thinking about this, <laughs> you know? And above him, I actually put uh, Nardo Wick. I, I thought he had consistent enough punchlines, um, but the, just the enunciation was just kind of like always a little bit off in a way where it felt like Okay, but I would rather be listening to so. But like, I have heard your hit song, but like, so it, it, like, this is the guy who's got the biggest hit, I think, out of everyone on here so far. He's like the the star of the show, mm. and so huh. it's like he doesn't need to be here, you know. I tend to not really care for the 
I don't really care that I'm here kind of like attitude. Yeah, oh, but that's in, what you got to project, right? Like, you know, oh, I'm too cool to I be mean, here. I mean, it also doesn't help if you're wearing a fucking train that is so fucking big oh, and God, loud. Oh, God, that is so annoying. That, I can, these... that I can barely hear you over it. <laughs> the, the, like, the sound mixing for these things that's got, like, the clinking turned all the... Like, I'm pretty sure the microphones are, like, they pin them to, like, a lapel right underneath the fucking yeah. chain, which is a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah, they got to re- think that yeah that don't work um but i like when i listened to his actual wordplay though i was like it is actually like i thought it was serviceable wordplay it's just the delivery kept making me want to dip out because i was like but he's mm. barely committing to saying the words you know what i mean like and that's why i put above him uh coaches who like yeah. he was the rapidy rapper guy in the group you know you gotta have the ones like i'm here to prove myself yeah you know so i was like of course i put i, I dug coaches a lot yeah, yeah of course i put him uh high and then above uh above them of course i gotta put your boy saucy santana i was like yo <laughs> homeboy was representing i was like oh shit i was like you know what i mean like the, uh, that was really good first gay mc that uh, at least openly gay that they've had on the double XL cover and he fucking knocks it out of the park i was like yes thank you thank yeah. you genius uh above him though we have a uh, kc whose name was weird but i loved the vocal choir that they randomly added there because when they started the camera moving in i thought it was the first person there that was doing the rapping and then they started singing and i was like uh, what, what? Uh, oh <laughs> so it was just a n- nice presentation with just the reveal of oh no these are just a couple of other people they have nothing to do with what's happening over here who's the here's the here's the star you know and then how it kind of like as you listen it's like oh but they're you know singing on a flow in a way that like he's clearly like bouncing off of you know what i'm saying so i thought that was really cool i wasn't so impressed with him oh you weren't feeling it i didn't really feel him like i liked the presentation too i liked what they were doing um but i think they added a lot to it i get you yeah and i feel like it didn't really pick up until like the second half yeah that i really start to be like Oh, okay. Because I think at first he was like not really hitting it at all. Mm. Although I did like the line that said, like, you know, I put a piece of me in every song, like James Brown, like, you know, kind of like that. Like, oh, yeah, James Brown is kind of in every song now, you know, in a way. Like, and he's like, yeah, that's true. Like, that was a dope flip, you know. And then, of course, I got to put number one fucking Doji. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, step the fuck aside. <laughs> she took a fucking risk, too. Because at first, like, this started like a verse that could have gone either way of, oh, my God, this is incredible. Of, Oh, my God, what a joke. Why are they doing this? This is so ridiculous. You know, but then the way she committed and really brought in some wordplay about it was just like, Okay, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> you jumped out the gate, you know? <laughs> You're like, fuck yeah, it, let She definitely go. blew it out of the water. <laughs> We're going to head on over to our two Kofi requested album reviews. And before we jump in, I just wanted to say that if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about, hear our thoughts on, hear us review, head on over to our Kofi that is KO FI dot com slash going off request an album to be reviewed on a future show rc michael adamvich is back mm-hmm. with black pumas yeah black pumas black pumas look out pumas. <laughs> um <laughs> they're gonna come and attack <laughs> <the> <laughs> uh yep they sure are. Um, so I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect with this here. Me, um, me neither. Because I hadn't heard of Black Pumas. I got them confused with the Black Keys. It was about what I expected. Who's the guy who produced the Ghostface Killer album? The tw- Twelve Reasons to Die. Remember Adrian Young or something like that old school black exploitation sheen to it but like you can tell it's not really of that time but you could if you're if you're not thinking you could be like wait what what decade is this from is this from like a you know a record from a lost 70s compilation you know what i'm saying um but with that album it sounds like they're sampling that with this album it just sounds like they're just trying to replicate that and as i was listening to it i was thinking i was like yeah, did they get, like, an old man, you know, to, like, kind of, like, you know, who's from the soul days do it? And it's like, no, no, when I looked it up, the guy who's singing this is actually relatively young. So it 
it kind of feels like, I don't want to say a pose. It's very throwback in that um, Anderson Pack Bruno Mars way. But unfortunately, I think it's in a way that doesn't really hit me that well. I was going to ask your opinion on how it compared to Silk Sonic, because I definitely was reminded of it. It's kind of hard not to be. I thought this did what it was trying to do very well bluesy kind of psychedelic everywhere kept saying psychedelic yeah, and i never I really got hit that up on, at all with, i was like uh, no i must have missed that this is very earth-toned music <laughs> yeah it doesn't really get too out there crazy yeah. really it stays pretty down to earth here yeah you know if i was wanting yeah you know 2021 version of that i don't think i'd be able to find much better than this it's, it sounds pretty authentic i like the instrumentals a fair bit a lot of jangly guitar, which I really yeah. like. It's pretty bare bones. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I feel like a lot of this is kind of just, well, because this is the sound of the genre, it has to just kind of fit this feel right here, which is just this, you know, like. There was a lot more emotion in the instrumentals than the vocals. Mm, and that might have mm. tried to kind of pad it, kind of make up for uh, the lack of, like, real unique um, delivery on these. And you know what it is? Like, whereas, you know, we were talking about the pastiche of the Anderson Pac Bruno Mars album. But, like, you know, even as we talked about it, like, yeah, we can acknowledge that it's doing that 70s sound, but it still imbues it with a certain new life to it. Where it's like, but you are getting something new when you listen to the seven, 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 let's go. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want music that makes me feel something. You know what I'm saying? So with this was just like, yeah, this is cool, but I'm not like, it's not giving me life. You know what I mean? Um, and then what, the fire song, where it's just like, there's a fire, call the fireman. If you're in pain, baby, call a doctor. <laughs> it just feels so generic. Like Those are the only lyrics I actually have quoted because I was so amazed at how underwater that chorus was it's like you either the only excuse for that is that you this is a cover of an old you know 60s tune or you brought a like 60s songwriter out of the you know woodwork to write a song and this is what he wrote and you're like well out of respect for him let's do the song fire was my lowest rated cut on the whole album actually and my favorite one was stay gold that one had the most unique charm to it, I'll definitely say. Yeah. Um, remember the October 33rd? With the, yeah. Clearly trying to go for the, uh, um, who's your boy? Al. Um, Al? But when I heard it, like, you know, listening to the song, I thought he was saying, because he's saying, I've got your number lonely October 33. I wear it on my soul's back like fat, fat, fat. That's what I thought he was saying. Like, I wear it on my back like fat. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's kind of silly. But then, oh, I wear it on my back like, fair, fair, fair. Which I think in the genius annotation, they said like, yeah, they were just doing it as a, a nod to the singer that he's clearly trying to emulate from the 60s. Oh. You know what I'm saying? But it's like one of those things where like it kind of tips the hat is like, man, be your own man. You know, like there is a way that you can do like the sort of nod thing. But, you know, it feels like this is about saying that the genre oh, Otis Redding oh that was, I messed up Otis Redding this feels like museum music you know what I mean like this is what soul if we were to interpret what a soul so song sounds like today here's what it would sound like you know like the deluxe edition was nominated for mm. album of the year at the uh, Grammys it says, don't it oh the music that reminded us of how the yeah. only good music was the music from 40 years ago colors was nominated for record of the year colors was cool it was okay. It felt like a social issue song without actually saying anything. You know what yeah. I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it was almost there. Like, oh, is this supposed to be about queer people? Oh, is this supposed to be about racial harmony? Well, it's not really saying, you know, like the self-titled album explores the natural colorful diversity found in any given moment of our lives. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that sounds so generic. Like, it sounds like it doesn't even have enough <laughs> conviction to say the colors of the different ethnicities of people that I meet. You know, like... Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, the color... Of course there's different colors. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my favorite colors. My sisters and my brothers. See, I'm like no other. All my favorite... Like... But even then, it's not really committing to saying anything, you know? Yeah. It was nominated for Best Roots 
Best American Roots performance, but not... What is that? Like, songs? What? No, I'm, I think I'm getting it confused. Doesn't MTV have, like, a songs with a message award or some <laughs> oh, shit? Oh, yeah. Video with a message. Um, sure. But, maybe it won there. I don't know. But you see how this is, like, for that type of song, it's so genetic. Like, it's not even pushing any button. You know? No. It's not even going... Because, like, well, anyone could listen to this song, and if they're, you know... Um, queer phobic, they, they wouldn't even think twice. You know what I mean? Like, because they would miss the message. There is no message. They're not saying anything. I think there's a lot of really great moments instrumentally on this. I like the jangly guitars, the fuzzy guitar that comes up. Sure. There's songs that have uh, really transcending string sections and arrangements that come in. Um, like, they do a lot of really cool stuff. And I think as someone who tends to not pay attention to lyrics as much. I think I was just kind of won over by the sound of the instrumentation. But even by saying that, even looking at the ratings I gave each individual song and the overall rating of the album, I'm not interested at all in listening to this again. I think one of the disappointing parts of the album is that they specifically really know how to start a song. Just about every song... Right out the gate, it's like, ooh, all right, cool. And then it just kind of coasts. Yeah. And doesn't yeah. really go anywhere interesting from there. Like, it yeah. really just show it shows its hand right away. It's like, right. this is what the song's going to be. And sometimes it gets more interesting. Lyric-wise, it hardly ever does. Vocally, yeah. it stays about the same tempo, the same intensity throughout essentially the whole album. And yeah. yeah, it doesn't really give you a whole lot to latch on to. Overall, though, I walked away with a four. But like I said, I'm not like, interested. It's competent. It is four for yeah. competence. I think that's what you... It's a you well-made I mean? album. I don't, I'm not going to be picking it up. You know, I'm not going to be putting it on my Spotify playlists or anything. Yeah, I, I gave it a three. I think Touch This Guy is a nice trumpet hook. Uh, you know, mm, that was kind of yeah. cool. Uh, Sweet Conversations, I honestly feel like, was the song that most lived up to the psychedelic, it's the most psychedelic the album gets, where it's like, oh, it has a, sort of feels like it's like low vibration meditation sort of feel going on, you know? Like, that was the most it closes it felt like to that, but even then it was just like, I mean, it was cool, like, but, you know, th this is like the old man just started, just got, just got into Buddhism and started meditating, and it's like, oh, I can't wait to see where that goes, but... That wasn't really him most of the album, though, you know? <laughs> We're going to our next album. Re requ what? Requested by... <laughs> requested by Melvin... Out. What? <laughs> Get them banjos out. <laughs> Melvin Shaman, Shaman, requested South of Hell from Boondocks, one of the more uh, peripheral psychopathic players. It feel like... If you had a psychopathic fighting game, you could have all the the big time players as, you know, your first day players, right? And then there's the other ones you have to unlock. Boondocks feels like a character, if he was in the game, that would take way too much to unlock <laughs> and then you wouldn't ever play with him anyway. This is what our podcast has been uh, concerning the Insane Clown Posse members. <laughs> we finally unlocked this guy and wait, why did we do this? <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth it? Was it really worth it? Okay, uh, so... Let's get into it. <laughs> so up to this point, we've covered ICP a few times. We've covered Twisted. Um, I think Boondocks is the only other member of the group, or the label, rather, that we've really talked about up to this point. Oh, we did Zug, I Zug, Zug Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that okay. would be the last, the last interesting one where you're like, hey, didn't they like produce a song for them that was really kind of interesting? Hey, yeah, what, what's going on with this group? There's something here. <laughs> you know? I completely forgot about that. Holy shit. <laughs> Cracks tile. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So... Boondocks is a rapping skeleton. Not skeleton, scarecrow. <laughs> oh, that's what's next. <laughs> a rapping skeleton. I, I'd actually probably be down with that. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Man, this sucked. I hated this so much. <laughs> I'll say this much. He's going, he's hitting a very specific beat that I would is at he? least give him credit for. Because he's going for the like, 
okay, this is the the horror scarecrow, even though I'm not sure how different this is from clowns, but but it's okay, like, you know, clowns, it'll be circus music, you know, but this is specifically, you know, in the boonies down south and in the back farm. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of banjo picking and, you know, steel, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, like I say this as, as someone who still thinks of Insane Clown Posse still as kind of hitting that countrified note, but I think they hit. I think he hits it very uh, particularly hard in a way that I don't think the other guys do. Right? Like I feel like Insane Clown Posse is circus music that can kind of go into all of these venues. Uh, Twisted is purely just kind of like rap rock sort of thing. Uh, uh, Zug Island is like specifically heavy metal. You know what I'm saying? Like, and th- these this guy is specifically country rap blend you know so like i got that yeah. at least when i was listening to some of these tracks i did kind of feel like oh i actually do kind of get feel like we're you know it's a fucking jeepers creepers movie and you know the <laughs> the, the whatever the hell farm equipment is like get, gathering up all the all the corn and oh no you might get trapped underneath you know what i mean like i did get that in some of these wow. tracks but oh boy <laughs> a lot of the other Look, tracks was just I, like um, what the fuck is happening <laughs> see as opposed to my usual fare, I couldn't really get past the lyrics and everything to really be able to appreciate or even notice what was really going on musically here. Because um, <laughs> the lyrics, oh boy. They, they, they really, really do. do take center stage, center <laughs> ring, if I dare say. Oh my um, God. Because if, if it wasn't for the instrumental, yeah, there's really no way of telling that this is supposed to be a scarecrow as opposed to a clown. Because it's like, what do scarecrows do? <laughs> like, <laughs> early on, like I said, there's the Jeepers Creepers feel where he's doing, like, sort of haunting Color You Dead, I think. That's the one where he's saying shit about, like, you know, bury my corpse and turn it upside down so I don't claw through my coffin crawling up to the ground. You know, like, that's like some dark imagery that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Oh, and then the part was like, yeah, you don't want to see a pissed off blood sucking motherfucking rabies infested just like a rat from the gutter. Like, that was the most scarecrowy feeling. Oh, yeah, it's like this thing that's stuffed with hay and it's kind of maybe blood soaked or and looks really ripped up. It's sort of like, you know, songs like that I kind of got. Oh, Red Dirt Road. That was the one where I felt like the most I got that feeling of like, oh, old back roads, you know, sort of haunted, uh, like literal scarecrow from Batman looking guy coming after you, you know, like with the shit, uh, the lyric where, well, blood chills and spills like a liquid was kind of a stupid opener, but it's like blood is a liquid. <laughs> Fucking have the, this quote from Color You Dead since you had mentioned it. The- <laughs> yeah. Rip out your skeleton. I'm something like Davidian. I'll catch you while you're sleeping. Put a hook through your juggler. Then I'll climb out your window. I'm the scarecrow murderer. I was like, really now? It's just imagery (laughs) for its own sake, and it's not really going anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And Davidian? What is he talking about? David Koresh? What? Yeah, uh, David Koresh. Think that comes up, too? I think the hook, yeah, work out your skeleton, burn the flesh, or something like Davidian. And in the background, you're supposed to say David Koresh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also the same song where he says, I'll leave a hole in your brain like you was Kurt Cobain. How you like oh, that one? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> stop with the Kurt. And this is 2010. Like, dude, stop with the fucking Enough, Kurt man. Cobain references. I forgot to mention it. The intro. Oh, yeah. The intro is this kind of spooky whirring mixed with a snappy banjo you hear the backwards voices and there's this catchy beat going on in the background and it actually sounds really dope and mm-hmm. i don't really think there's another thing on this album that sounds as good as that yeah <laughs> like really just just kind of peaks there i thought the jangly guitar again really getting a lot of jangly guitar this week you're, you're a fan of the jangling guitar i do like it it, it has some more you know character that opens uh, Cold Day in Hell. I dug that. And I didn't think the chorus was awful, uh, but I thought the verses were seriously lacking. It's funny to see how I write notes about albums. The first song, I'm always really generous with my notes <laughs> because I don't know what I'm in for. Right. So when I say, the chorus isn't awful, but these verses are severely lacking. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the album, I'm just writing down this fucking sucks. This is garbage. <laughs> like, I've had enough. I'm ready to stop. 
This was almost an hour, RC. Yeah, I mean, that's, but that's the listening experience, right? Like, at the beginning, you know, the gimmick is new. And then halfway through, it's like, okay, are you going to do anything else? Or is this it? Like, see, the only thing I liked is the imagery of, like, rot and, like, you know, stuff that's destroyed or, like, certain imagery. Like, because I was like, okay, I can get that feeling. I mean, you know, a scarecrow is a very, like, you know messed up jangly fucking thing in the first place right and so it's like pulling at lyrics like um catch you all alone sink my fangs in your veins like the bone leave you drained to the bone like a human juice box with a straw in your eye socket like i kind of thought that was kind of like just an interesting imagery like sucking out all the blood so we get to the first real like theme song with a story to it love of my knife what do you think about this one muse um so I thought the first verse was pretty solid. Sure. In fact, I thought the second verse was dog shit. <laughs> um, I thought the acting at the end. Oh God! It's like I would get it. <laughs> so fucking bad, and it ruins and kills whatever Belabors promise the yeah. <laughs> this song could have had. Um, this is a trope I'm fucking sick of the love song to an inanimate object that is usually a murder weapon. It's a love song for my gun. Yeah, it's a love song for my it. knife. Yeah. I've had it. Enough. To my hatchet. To my it's fucking... always the same goddamn thing, man. <laughs> it's always, oh, you think it's one thing, but then it subverts it. Well, not when you call the song love of my knife. I know where it's going. Right. You already ruined the joke. <laughs> but I had to quote this because this I know I know this got stuck in your craw. She keeps my heart beating like a high school drum. I can't wait till I get home from work so we can spend some time. (laughs) No! (laughs) You can't do that! you, You have to have fucking... You have to be doing that in a cool way to make that flow. You know what I mean? Like, because there's some people who will kind of do that. I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg has done that a bunch of times where it's like, oh, oh sure. half the rhyme is this, but then he moves on and you kind of hear the, the, you know what I mean? Like, there's a way to do that. But when it's just like, or it, like when you make it sound like you clearly ran out of words, it's like, oh shit, I wanted to rhyme this part, but uh, the rest of the word happens. <laughs> See, it, it sucks to be this close to ICP too, because... <laughs> ICP don't take themselves seriously, like, at all. And Boondock takes himself way too seriously. Ah, uh, maybe not too seriously. <laughs> As we get a little later on this, but yeah, up to this point, yeah. Like, where the fuck do you go here? So, when you have a line <laughs> that's that goofy and lopsided, you can make it work if you give it some personality. But if you just deliver it straight, like, that's fine. Like, no, that that, that has to be addressed. Uh, the one part I thought was kind of cool, just the, the part where he's just like, uh, he talks about, like, the girl dancing for him, and then it's like, oh, and then when the honey, when my honey touched her skin, it sent a shiver up her spine, looked at me kind of uh, crazy, sounding slightly bold, asking why the fuck my touch be so hard and cold, so I'm looking back, uh, at her back, but I didn't open my mouth, you know, so it's like, I like that sort of little story beat there of like, oh, she felt the knife, but she's like, wait, why is he so cold? What, what was that? You know, like, I thought that was at least a little bit of imagery, but yeah, everything else is just so blatantly about like, yeah, I get it, what the song's supposed to be about, you're, you're all fucking her because you're fucking her and then you're stabbing her and you're sucking out her titty while you're still stabbing her, it's just, like, I, I get it, the point is to be viscerally like, but it's just, it, and especially with the way it like, does the skit at the end like we didn't fucking get it like you laid out this whole fucking story we got it <laughs> yeah it's pretty fucking awful um from oh, there you know, i reserved those words for the very next track my friend from there <laughs> what in the fuck this um i had the honor of having heard this song before we um we watched the music video for first impressions like yeah, I remember six years ago or something. I remember because I will never forget that stupid ass the scarecrow turning into the gravestone. Oh fuck! <laughs> I, I had to post it as a gif on Twitter yes, so uh... people can see. Um, this is such a fucking mess, 
and it's so bad compared to the like the rest of the quality of the other song like just music wise like when he comes in it's like i was like what I, is happening the auto-tune on here like it's used in such an inappropriate way like i don't know how to describe it it sounds like the auto-tune is an actual physical machine that he has to, like, work hard to make it work. You know, like, it sounds like he's pumping a cr- like crane or something. It sounds like someone's just chopping him in the throat. <laughs> right. Leaning from the ground on the land. Like, it doesn't sound, like, it almost sounds painful. Like, fuck, why? See the leaves falling down all the way down. That, that just the way no. it's droning like that, it's like, this is... No, you need to take a second take of this. It should not go like this. This is not how these lyrics should go because this already is boring. And then did you notice this too? I was listening to it. I just happened to be listening to it around uh, the 4th of July when a bunch of uh, fucking fireworks were going off. But uh, And my uh, car was on, so I'm listening to it in the car and I kept hearing a really loud that sounds like when like a firework is like really close to you and you're like, oh "Oh, shit. But I kept hearing that in the beat but it kept like cutting off really early so I kept hearing like, and I go I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, what is that even supposed to be? I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, it was this weird thing in the mix where it's like, it kept throwing me off. Um, but yeah, this is so awful. Like, this was the worst. Of, uh, the, the, like, how could they have made this the single? <laughs> like, I, so I have bad. no idea. Like, this got a music video and everything. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I wanted to see if I can't pull up. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want people to listen to this. Um, <laughs> this I just want, dude. This doesn't even sound like this takes place in the same studio that the rest of the album was recorded yeah. in, straight up and down. Like <laughs> teardrops on my notepad. Dope, sick, feels oh, so bad. Yeah. Everything seems so fucked up. I'm about to go mad. Oh, and the flow is wrapping over that three four. My life tried to live right. What this <laughs> night? Hope will end right. Hell's door open wide. Inside, here's your invite. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It's so choppy. Oh, and this is supposed to be the song that's like, thanks to all the fans for, you know, keep keeping me going this whole time. Because that's what the second verse is, right? He's oh, kinda... yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's what uh, this was? <laughs> one love to all those that got me through the lows and stood by my side and they came out to my shows <laughs> and gave me a reason to pick up this hatchet and run with the family scream psychopathic mm-hmm. look there's a song later with the most cookie cutter chorus oh it's the last one and I'm swinging swinging hatchets while I'm screaming psychopathic and I'm wicked, and I run the show, and I'm wicked, and I'm a juggalo. It's like, okay. Wasn't it supposed to be about scarecrows? What? <laughs> Most color by numbers, checkbox reference, everything yeah. I need to do. Oh, like, like, in the same way that country... See, this is the thing. I like Insane Clown Posse and, and the crazier shit they do because it's like, wow, you know, no one would ever make a song like this because, you know, when they do a song like uh, Hall of Illusions, you know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. oh, wow, this is a song that's about something, but it also has a heavy metal edge to it, so you can enjoy it as a song, but it also is, like, really kind of, like, giving you a concept. You know, like, that's when I enjoy Insane Clown Posse and what this roster of artists can be. You know, it's like, oh, man, no one's ever going to make a song this weird because everyone feels like they need to make R&B and love songs so here are these guys kind of doing something different. Like, but when I don't like it is when they get into their own tropes where it's just, oh, swinging hatchets around and cutting off heads. And da, da, da. And like, that's their version of just the generic fucking, you know, mm. pop songs or, or country songs that are just about my beer and my truck. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's when it becomes like, oh, I'm supposed to be listening to you guys because you guys are supposed to be the more creative alternative. But then you guys just have your own funk that you get into where you just talk about the same shit. You know, Toast to the Fam, I thought was fun <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, like, I, you know, I wouldn't turn it off, you know, if I heard it. Uh, I'll take it over the bro country that I hear on the radio typically. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you know Ugh. what I mean? Like, it, this is all relative at this point. Because as I'm listening to this, I'm getting the oh, wow, this is 
country rap before like the fucking mainstream radio like these motherfuckers uh were kind of they kind of had their finger on the pulse beforehand you kind of had to give them that because this was 2010 and the bro country shit didn't really start popping until like what 2013 so they this were kinda... definitely does read like a luke bryan song uh, right like uh, <laughs> starts out I'm tore up from the motherfucking floor up. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, That's your opening line, by the way. (laughs) Golden grain to the brain. Okay. Little scarecrow reference. I dig that. Right, right. Roll the blunt, light it up. I'm about to pour glass. You you get high and I get drunk and I'm gonna meet your ass somewhere in the middle. Again, it's a little awkward. I'm gonna meet your ass somewhere in the middle, somewhere on the other side. But then I like the ending where it's like, from east to west coast, everybody getting country fried. Like, I like that, you know? It's fine. I, 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 like, would I just put it in, in next to, like I said, the bro country that would come thereafter? I got to look back at this and be like, you know what? Good enough. <laughs> now, <laughs> th- this, in my opinion, is where the album gets interesting. Okay. <laughs> in between. Yeah, I, yes, sir. I, I'm just going to read this to you. Wait, are you going to read it? Are you going to read this hook with the affectation that you need to be reading this hook with? <laughs> um, <laughs> hold on. Like in the guitar. You've been gay or aspirin, gay wide or Vaseline, anything to slap between them sweet simple jugs. I couldn't believe it. But yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh, but I fucking love it. That's fucking I stop. Love, I love how just, just like, just as it started, I, th- my eyes widened. Just like, whoa, what? They just went for it. They just swung for the fences. Sounded like a fucking jug band, you know, fucking dancing all over the fucking, uh, fucking dirty ass stage with beer bottles and shit. Hitting that fucking, you know, slide guitar. Let me sing about them movies, girl. I, Fun I bags, high it. beams, rack, top shelf, nugs, cupcakes, floppa doodles. Oh Let me God. see them. <laughs> floppa doodles. It's just so ridiculous that I was like, it comes back around and be like, oh God damn it. <laughs> when you sure. get to like, take them out, make them bounce. <laughs> Like, I can imagine the fucking R-rated Spongebob, you know, uh, (laughs) sequence of the movie, you know, where they go to a fucking backwoods country strip club. Like, I'm sorry. Look, I'm not made of stone, all right? (laughs) (laughs) If you get stupid enough, I'll I'll come around with you. Okay. I'm like, I know this isn't trying to be like fucking respectable, you know. Like whatever, let, you know. Let, let the clowns have some fun. You know, clowns just want to have fun, Muse. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say I, I like this one at all. You said um, I cannot sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> so what we got next, though, mm. this Wait, is what uh, I think is very honest. The one it, question I wanted to say though is, "You've been gay." I was like, "Who uses?" That's been the first gay? choice. Yeah. But- <laughs> Ben Gay's before a- Astro Cream, did he say? Astro Gay? Or, uh, yeah, like, why would that be first? <laughs> ben Gay is first. Hmm. Before just, okay. like, Aloe or something? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Um, anyway. <laughs> next, though, Family Tree, I think, is the first decent song on the whole album. Sure. like I think this song is actually pretty dope. And it's basically about, like, hating your family and having all this negativity towards it and, you know, having, like, seeing all the death or or the darkness that kind of, like, seems that's all in your family and being like, oh, man, let's just fucking burn it down. Like, that sort of really dark feel to it. Like, I like that, right? Dude straight up says, uh, my family's cursed like the Von Eriks, which is a wrestling family where just, like, every member of the family died under, like, tragic circumstances. And it's like... Oh, shit. Okay. That's a very interesting, nice reference to pull. Mm. And, um, oh, my God. Sorry. I just went back. I just saw the lyrics from the last song. Oh. (laughs) Now I got enough time for them to do this tonight. It's like your mouth is the last gun. I'm about to lay pipe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're tickled. (laughs) It's so awkward. It's so purposefully corny. Um, Oh, fuck. And then I just looked at the song after. Okay, so yeah. you know that laugh I was just having, that good old chuckle oh. we was just having? 
Well, prepare to turn this frown upside down. <laughs> I mean, turn this me. smile upside yeah. down. Yeah, but there's no rhyme for that. But uh, <laughs> when I saw... <laughs> I'd rather be wrong than not rhyme. Uh, when, I, when I saw the title, Let's Be Honest, I, no. I couldn't... I was like, it can't be about it. It has to Of course it is. <laughs> I was like, no. Please tell me they're just doing a weird spelling just to do it. Please tell me it's not actually about this and, song. Oh boy. This is so fucking shitty, dude. Yo. Like not even in a this doesn't age well, because it doesn't. Or, but, or not, not even in a, oh, these, like, these, like, jokesters making a joke about, no, no, no. Like, it, like the last song where it's just like, oh, my God, they're just being so cool. This is, like, jaw-droppingly, like, oh, that is a shitty sentiment to bring up. Like, I, I apologize in advance, but I, I need to present this chorus. Oh, God. As is, mm. drop the act and let's be honest. No more trips for you down south. Dingling. You know you want it. Take the pussy out your mouth. You love the Peter. Peter. Bitch, don't lie. You love the cock, don't even try. No more cooter, Cooter. no more coochie. Coochie. Vajay time to say goodbye. What in the fuck? I just realized he also says just turned 18 in the next verse. Oh my lord. We don't need that. But isn't there one uh, at the end of the first verse? Or, or is it just some talk where it's like, what the fuck's up with these bitches? I got dick for days and these always want to keep their face buried in some pussy. Bitch, you ain't even gay. Like, what? He says that at the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the yeah. song. I'm like, says who? Like, who the fuck is, are you the officiator of who's gay enough to like, what in the fuck is happening? It's so tactless and it's so disgusting. just, it's very, yeah, it's just a very disgusting song, which is funny that they would decide to sandwich it and pair it with the next song. Listen in. Oh. They just decided <laughs> we haven't done we haven't dropped any homophobic slurs this whole album, right? Oh, oh, yeah, they're Let's overdue. Do it. And then they dropped the F slur and just die. Which I don't even know why they even necessarily had to because just die is another one of these just like absolutely bullshit garbage like just Violent, hateful for the sake of it, I guess. Yeah. And the whole song, he's just, like, alluding to it. Like, he's saying other words that could potentially be Mm. taken as homophobic slurs. Oh, sure. And it's like, if he just would have left it at that. But it's like, I knew. I knew he was going to. I was bubbling in the back of his fucking mind. (laughs) It's like, oh, we gotta just say it. (laughs) I had the whole lyric sheet pulled up on Genius. I think it was a verse and a chorus ahead. And my eyes just scanned down the page real quick. And I saved myself some time because I just went ahead and skipped about midway through. I was like, I know where this is going. I don't need to hear this one. But this is what I think is the most interesting thing. That they would choose to pair and sandwich Let's Be Honest and Just Die between, in my opinion... The two best songs on the album, Family Tree and Nothing to Lose. I think those two are the best ones. That's the one with Insane Clown Posse? Is that the no, one? No, that's Watch Your Back. Oh, 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 oh. wait, what happened? That's the next one? one. I honestly wasn't even really feeling Watch Your Back until ICP came in. And then I was like, mm, right. you boys kind of saved it. They always I, do. Have you noticed that? Every time they come on one of these albums, it's always like, oh, thank hey. God. <laughs> We're having fun again. <laughs> it's such a surprise. And they keep him for the next to last song. Like, they really had, like, Boondocks had so much faith in his own abilities that he was like, I don't need ICP to help sell this shit. I'm, I'm skilled enough that I can get away with putting them at the very end of the album and no one's going to be like, where the fuck is ICP? <laughs> now that I look, yeah, no, Nothing to Lose actually was pretty good because I liked that it was like a song about, you know, really giving you a piece of him, like a core of like how he kind of feels about his life, right? Like he's like, childhood is to blame, poverty stricken, acid defects in the mix and watch the plot thicken. I was sick of being poor, sick of just living, sick of depression in that trailer park prison. Like 
you know, that's that's dope. That's putting you in the mindset. You know, I'm going to die either way. Nothing to lose. Look him dead in the eye. Then I make my move. Kick the guard in the sternum. Not a second to wait. Uh, the strength of my adrenaline caved in his chest plate. I hit the next guard in the face of my shackles. Paint the walls dark red with blood and bone spackle. He, he's on like death row, I think, because he like, you know, he's committing crimes. And then he like fucking he's like, well, I'm going to get killed anyway. I might as well fucking break out. And then he like breaks out. And I think there's like a bit of a skit at the end where it's just like, oh, my God, I think he's dead. It's like, oh, no, he just jumped up. Where'd he go? <laughs> Yeah, he, he gets shot in the back of the head, and you're like, oh, fuck. But then, yeah, like, you hear the guards at the end, and they're just like, oh, shit, where'd he go? Urgh. And it's like, whoa. You know, like, there is stuff going on on this album where it's like, oh, hey. He can tell a story. Yeah, but good lord, so much of this shit is just... <sighs> Watch your back. That was the... Uh fun ICP one where again you know yeah it doesn't get really dope until yeah Violet J comes in yeah I fucking showed up high ninja kicked you in the face you got a blowed up eye I'll be that clowny mental case that'll chase you catch you stew heart stretch you let you recognize this wicked shit in my eyes leave it to Violent J for the wrestling reference I, I wish there were more you only got <laughs> one from Boondocks and one from Violent J I could have done with way more but RC what did you get uh, I gave this a two and a half. Ooh. Yeah. What about you? Um, I got, I got between a one and a half and a two. Like <laughs> one, a, like a 1. 1.75. <laughs> it was like a 1.75. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I can certainly see that. Yeah. Cause it's like, I definitely enjoy the creative stretches out here. And look, I guess your mileage may vary on in between. <laughs> but like, you know, it was like when I listened to it, it was like, I see what he's trying to do. I see the picture he's trying to paint on, you know, some of these tracks. But then other ones, it'll just feel so generic and nothing's really going on that I'm just like, yeah, what is the difference between this and just listening to Insane Clown Posse? You know, they at least have more creative, weird scenarios, you know, like. And from what I hear... I don't know from personal mm. experience, but from what I hear, Boondocks did have a better first album. Oh, so this isn't the first it's not one. not this. No. This is like second or Oh, the whatever. third? Yeah, I think I remember saying that. Yeah, this is the third one. Yeah. So th there's more blood-soaked country rap shit <laughs> that we're missing out Apparently on? Apparently so. Oh boy, folks, if you want to request a album for us to review. <laughs> that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. Big, big thank you for listening to us this week on the show and spending your time with us. It means a lot. And if there's an album that you would like us to review on a future episode, uh, keep in mind our Kofi. Head over there now if you want. And if you got some money to spend and you want and you have an idea, an album in mind that you want to hear us talk about, head on over to Kofi. That is ko-fi.com slash going off. And you can request a review for a future episode. Of course, it's always patreon.com slash rapcritic where you can uh, get to listen to uh, exclusive episodes of my movie podcast, Review Anew, as well as see episodes early. But for this month, I'm actually going to be taking the month off to work on some exclusive tracks that you're going to be hearing first on the Rap Critic Patreon. So head on over there so you can check all that out and also join the uh, Rap Critic Discord to chat with me and fellow fans. Um, we also do like movie nights and game nights and stuff, as well as my own Pacific Kofi, where you can request uh, stuff that's not album reviews. And I'm glad that people have been able to make that distinction and I haven't had the awkwardness of being like, no, go over here. Like, I'm, I'm glad we have that now where it's like, okay, people know that this is the one where both of us get paid and that's the one where it's just me. <laughs> And so for specifically to request uh, album streams or music video reviews or uh, movie reviews, that's ko-fi.com slash rap critic. And also I'm doing like personal reviews as well. If you want to like send me your uh, music and I'll give you like reviews of it. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, ah, I don't necessarily want, you know, people hearing it. I just want to, you know, get your, you know, personal notes on, you know, what, what you think about my joints. Over on my side of things, we got the fan house. Kids Bob live reaction videos and also some like behind the scenes clips from uh, Riff Break and Riffcom's filming sessions. Honestly, the best way to help support us because you get some exclusive content along with your donation as opposed to Patreon, which is just monetary, honestly, at this point. I don't really do much of anything with it, especially because I actually get more of a percentage from Fanhouse than I do from Patreon, so that helps me out even more. And uh, I've got some other ideas for long form videos bouncing around in my head that I'm going to be uh, trying to work on here soon. Make sure you're following us both on Twitter. That's a really great way to find out what we're working on, see what's coming out next. We won't be here again next week 
but we will be back the week after that. So until then, for going off, I'm Muse. And I'm the Ram Critic. And Kakele Wakande, Kakelele, Kakemese, Okapuka Soka, Black Puma.